Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. I don't have any special intentions in the inbox today, but I do have one message that uh, has prompted me to do a little bit of housekeeping, and that is uh, a message from a listener who informed us that uh, he's having trouble with uh, Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're, as you know, we're this is recorded through Anchor. We do everything through there. Uh, they put me up on a couple of different platforms, and then we're syndicated through Exodus Americanus in addition to that. Uh, but it appears that the last update on Google Podcasts, and I haven't checked the other sites, although I know Spotify's got the most recent one up there, but it looks like there might be a, an issue with the RSS feed and Google Podcasts. So if you're not seeing the most recent episodes, <laughs> if you're not seeing the most recent episodes, you're not going to hear this one, I suppose. Uh, so uh, there's... I, I get well. You could come to the website and, and hear it directly, so that's always a possibility. At any rate, if you're having issues finding any of our episodes, we go back uh, to. Uh, I want to say we should have everything on there going all the way back into series two, uh, the ninety, I think ninetieth episode of series two, going all the way back, and then all of series three. If you're missing any of those on any of the uh, podcasts, apps that you listen to, any of the uh, services that you're using, uh, please write in and let me know so that I can get in touch with Anchor and let them know we've got some gaps in the um, we've got some gaps here that have got to be filled in. Now I've looked into the Google Podcast app that was brought to my attention, and it appears that the mo- as of about ten minutes ago, when I got on the road. All of the installments of Series 4 are up there. So uh, it may be that if you don't see them, you might need to refresh your own feed. Uh, it may be a glitch with Google. It may be a concentrated effort that they find. I, I don't think I'm big enough they would notice me, but maybe they notice that somebody is doing a Catholic Rosary podcast and talks about things that you're not supposed to talk about, and they're shutting me down. I it would be it would it would shock me considering the size of my audience, but <laughs> uh, it's always a possibility. They are a neurotic bunch these uh, uh, these uh, masters of the universe. So who knows? It could be any number of things. But I just want to bring it to everybody's attention. Keep your eyes peeled. If you're missing any episodes, uh, if I miss an episode during the week, the next episode will pick up on the next number, so there won't be any number gaps. You know, if it's one, two, three, four, and I miss Friday, then that following Monday will be five. There won't be any gaps. So if you see any gaps, let me know, uh, and we'll see what might be causing it and see if we can get it fixed. Sorry to waste so much time on housekeeping. I just want to make sure that all these are getting out there to everybody. It may explain why there's disparate listener rates uh, and see if we can fill those in if there's anything that you might be missing especially if i pray for somebody and uh, and it's it doesn't show up on their feed they don't know that i've prayed for them so that's a that, that's really a terrible thing and i want to avoid that anyway speaking of prayer if, if you do have any intentions that you want to send in uh, or if you have any updates on your on this on the podcast how you're accessing it uh, you can send all of that in to daily decade requests at protonmail.com that's decade d-e-c-a-d-e requests in the plural 
at protonmail.com and I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as I can. I know there's some outstanding prayer requests that I have not yet responded to. We've done them on the broadcast here, but I haven't got an email back out to you. Please forgive me for that. I will do it. In fact, I'm going to take my lunch hour today to do it so that everybody has uh, a response and a guarantee that I do have. Everybody who writes in, everybody who sends me a prayer is on my daily rosary. You have a day of the week assigned to you. I pray for you perpetually. I will, I will continue to pray for you until you inform me that I no longer need to pray for you. So that's you have that at least. And then, of course, the prayers that are done on the on the broadcast here with everyone in the audience so if you have any prayers send them to that email address it's daily decade requests at protonmail.com now uh, turning our attention to uh, prayers i do have a prayer intention today that came to me not through the email but publicly through the grapevine uh, there is a very close friend of uh, my wife who recently suffered her second carriage in the last uh, is it three months I think four months um, the woman she poor woman she really is struggling and their family is as well and they're good Catholics and they want a, they want a big family uh, God has chosen to place this particular cross on her shoulders and uh, I want to pray for her I want to pray for uh, the unborn baby uh, and I want uh, to offer some prayers uh, for uh, anyone who's in the in the audience uh, anyone who among your loved ones among the loved ones of those in the audience that might be struggling with a similar issue or struggling to uh, to conceive children you know, in this day and age this incredibly beautiful thing uh, which is the growth of a family a pregnancy and childbearing are not beautiful things they're crosses that are placed on women's backs but uh, the growth of a family <clears throat> is a very beautiful thing, and it's something that is so discouraged by the satanic powers that control everything in this world today. And so the more prayers that we offer on behalf of those who are trying to grow their families, trying to do as God commanded us to be fruitful and multiply, uh, they need all the prayers that they can get, and I am more than happy to contribute. Uh, so let's go ahead and turn our... Uh, turn our minds to God. We're going to pray for the servant of God. Uh, well, you know what? I'll keep her anonymous uh, just for the sake of uh, of everybody's privacy and, and my own my own docs, <laughs> since she is a very close personal friend. Uh, we'll pray for the servant, for the handmaiden of God, for her two unborn babies, for her entire family, and for all those that are struggling with miscarriage or with conception. Today is a Thursday, so we will pray in English today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, 
and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, our weeping and our mourning from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, Thine eyes of mercy unto us, and after this our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, is made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Saint Colette, who is invoked for the conception of children, and Saint Gerard, who protects those children conceived and their safe delivery, we beg thy intercession 
together before the throne of God for the comfort of the handmaiden of Lord of the Lord who has lost these children that have been called home. Comfort, let the Lord comfort her by thy prayers. May she be successful if it is the will of the Lord in her conception and carrying to term of a child. And may all who struggle with this for with the fulfillment of this command to be fruitful and multiply and raise up their children in the Lord be strengthened and comforted and may they be successful in fulfilling this command and may whatever success whatever lack of success they experience be to their betterment their spiritual growth and for the glory of God we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ who is God who liveth and reigneth now, the Father and the Holy Ghost, now and forever, world without end. Amen. For all of us and all our struggles, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now today at last, I, I do want to discuss something that's been on uh, my mind <clears throat> since a reflection that uh, that I had doing the Joyful Mysteries on Monday, and today, of course, is the Joyful Mysteries again. Uh, Mondays, Thursdays are joyful, Tuesdays, Fridays are sorrowful, Wednesdays, Saturdays are glorious, and then Sunday is by the season, which, by the way, we're in the, we're in the season for the Glorious Mysteries now. Uh, and I had, I've been reflecting, and this, this happens every so often, you know, I, I've been reading The Secret of the Rosary again by St. Louis de Montfort, and it amazes me. He's got three chapters in the uh, in there on the the glories and the and the, the wonderful qualities of the Paternoster, and he takes it from three different angles. He breaks the prayer apart in three different ways, uh, in all the ways that it glorifies God. I didn't realize that Saint Augustine had said that saying the uh, the Lord's Prayer piously and devoutly could venial sins. I don't know that that's, doc, that that's dogmatic in the Holy Church, but St. Augustine makes that claim, and St. Louis repeats the claim. So it seems to me that it's a possibility that the Roman Catholic Church does in fact recognize that um, a single Our Father said devoutly could remove venial sins, uh, very, which really does speak to the power of the prayer. Anyway, that's a, that's a digression, though. The thing that struck me was how you could break apart this prayer and get so much out of it. You know, it's a simple prayer. It's a prayer we say every day. Uh, I, I hope it's a prayer that we say every day. If you're, if you're not saying it every day, you're not saying your rosary every day. So uh, there's that. Uh, and I hope that you're at least saying a decade with us. So you're hearing it every day if you're listening to me every weekday. But it's a simple prayer. It's a prayer that all of us know from our youth. And it's one that we don't, I think, think about all that much. But it does have a tremendous power. 
And that's true of the mysteries of the rosary as well. These are things that we reflect on every time we say the rosary. It's easy to just think about them, just imagine the actual scenes, the physical scenes that we see before our mind's eye when we think about them. You know, the, uh, the, the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Crucifixion, all these things are things that are easy for us to imagine. But St. Louis also says that it's not a firm, it's not a brilliance of imagination or uh, an ecstasy or any kind of feeling that you have with the rosary that makes it meritorious or efficacious. Uh, he says, uh, he quotes a hymn, Faith Alone Sufficeth. It is belief in the Holy Rosary that gives it its power, but it is nevertheless valuable to reflect upon these mysteries in multiple ways and because new doors are opened unto you as you do it and you, you think more about how they relate back to the church and how powerful they truly are and how important they are uh, you know we have three sets of mysteries three persons of the Holy Trinity we have these 15 mysteries that reflect the 15 virtues that are associated with the Holy Rosary. There's a lot that goes on with them. And I had a reflection on Monday that I thought might be worth sharing because it might be helpful to everyone. And that is the way in which the, the joyful mysteries in particular seem to mirror or anticipate uh, or, uh, or teach us about our own journey through the faith. Now, this isn't the first time I've had this sort of thought, and what prompted it was that I have had a similar thought about conversion and the way in which the Seven Sorrows Rosary relates to conversion, Seven Sorrows and the Blessed Virgin Mary, the way that they reflect or teach us about our own conversion, our own experience of metanoia. And in this case, I had a similar thought about the five joyful mysteries and it may be a worthy meditation a reflection for for anyone who's struggling to find something to reflect upon and meditate about while you're praying the joyful mysteries today if we look at the joyful mysteries we have the annunciation the visitation the nativity of our lord the presentation or purification and then the finding of the child jesus in the temple I've always had a hard time with the finding of the child Jesus trying to fit it into the rest of the narrative. It's there for exactly that reason, though. It does have a, a something of a... Uh, it gives pause. It doesn't disrupt the narrative, but it forces one to truly reflect with without distraction on the, uh, on the totality of what's being taught through the mysteries. And it occurred to me that we have something of a reflection here of the of what I might call and I, I don't I don't think they're called this but what I might call the universal sacraments of the church in other words the sacraments that everyone in the church receives if you're a member of the holy church you are baptized you receive communion at least once in your life and you are confirmed in the church and it seems to me that in, and there are there's the uh, there's, of course, extreme unction is usually received by everybody, and penance, reconciliation is necessarily received by everyone who's in the church at least once in their life. And as I was thinking about it, it seemed to me that these 
five mysteries reflect those four sacraments that everyone in the church receives. At the Annunciation, we are given a choice. The Blessed Mother is approached by the Archangel Gabriel. She is told of her unique mission, and she is asked to assent to that unique purpose to which she responds because she is a perfect handmaiden of the Lord. Uh, the fiat mihi, be it done unto me, uh, I think it's over, the fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum, be it done unto me according to thy word, ecce ancilla domini, uh, there it is, ecce ancilla domini, fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum, behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word, her ascent to the special privilege and also the unique cross that the Lord has chosen for her. And the same thing is true of all of us called to baptism. We are given a unique privilege, the membership of the Holy Church and the, and the task that is assigned to us by God's divine providence. And we're also given a unique cross that is ours to bear throughout life. And the little pangs of that cross that will weigh us down as we go through life. And we are offered, in the words of baptism, we are asked to assent. We are asked uh, through our godparents, do you reject Satan? What do you seek of the Holy Church? These things are asked at baptism. And so we are asked to assent and we give our assent through baptism. And then the visitation, where we seek the, uh, the visitation is an important moment, people tend to miss that the visitation itself, while it is important that the Blessed Mother goes to visit Elizabeth, the truly powerful moment in the visitation is when St. John is cleansed of, his, of original sin in the womb by our Lord. Because Elizabeth said, from the moment your voice reached my ears, the babe within me leapt for joy because Christ and St. John the Baptist met each other at that time on that, on that day during the visitation. And that was the underlying, the salvic purpose of the visitation. Now, of course, there's also other purposes to it. The humility of the Blessed Mother is manifest there. But it seems to me that we can see this following on baptism. The next sacrament that you receive in the church is the, the sacrament of, of penance for the first time where you are cleansed of your sins. Now, of course, you're cleansed of original sin of baptism, not, the, uh, not all the effects, but certainly the, the sin itself is cleansed of baptism. But the other sins that we've built up, our, our, our first venial sins as we reach the age of reason, those are all washed away uh, at, the, at our first penance. And then we receive our Lord, His Nativity. His Nativity in which He is laid in a manger where food is kept for the dumb beasts, as we too, before we receive the Lord, have an ignorance about us, a cloud of ignorance in which we're wrapped, which is, which is taken away by the reception of the sacramental grace that we have at communion. And this is true, we have a clarity that exists in the reception of communion. Now, of course, it's not like 
baptism which washes away original sin completely and that has to happen before you can receive communion but nevertheless there is a cloudedness and ignorance that's that's filled in and washed away uh, that's 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 wiped away uh, a darkness that's lit up when at the reception of holy communion just as Christ is revealed in the nativity in this manger for the dumb beasts and then thereafter we have the presentation of the purification and the Blessed Mother goes and presents Christ to the uh, in the, in the temple and has herself welcomed fully into the into the temple uh, we this is a we call this churching now or a woman after giving birth is uh, is received back into the wider community that goes back to Old Testament times and the Blessed Mother does this even though she had no stain upon her she was obedient to the law and came and presented herself in the temple and we too do this presenting ourselves for the fullness of membership in the Holy Church at our confirmation it is unlike baptism where we have someone who represents us here at confirmation we ourselves go and stand before the throne of God and the throne of the bishop and ask for full membership in the Holy Church and likewise here too the fullness of our membership the fullness of everything that goes along with that is contained in that sacrament just as the Blessed Mother has the fullness of her unique mission revealed to her in the prophecy of St. Simeon. Now Simeon says to her, a sword also shall pierce thy soul. And she then, she was aware of what was expected of her. But at this point, it's driven home. You are going to suffer. And so is this child. And that is God's will. That is the plan. Because it says afterwards that she reflected and held these things in her heart. And what that means is that she has this knowledge that she holds on to so that it might root her in the will of God and in his plan so that she always works and acts in accordance with the will of God. And that is precisely what confirmation is supposed to do with the gifts of the Holy Ghost. It's supposed to align you perfectly with the will of God as expressed by his Holy Church and your membership in it. You truly become a fully armed soldier in the church, in the church militant at that point. You're no longer, up until that point, you are a recruit. At that point, you're in the army now, kid. That's the, that's the moment. And so we go through all of these sacraments, through the mysteries, of the, the joyful mysteries of the rosary, and every one of them is joyful. That's, that's another point to drive home, the joy of the experience of the sacrament. And then at last, we have the, those sacraments of the four that everyone receives. We have the call in this fifth mystery, the finding of the child Jesus in the temple. Now, you cannot appreciate the joy of the finding of the child Jesus unless you appreciate the sorrow of the loss of the child Jesus, one of the seven sorrows of, of our Blessed Mother. 
she is sorrowful and she says this to him she says why hast thou dealt with us thus thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing and this is a call to all of us our blessed mother experienced no sin she never knew what it meant to be separated from God in the way that a sinner is separated from God until our blessed Lord chose to leave her at this moment to give her that experience that her intercessions on behalf of poor sinners like us might be more powerful that there might be a deep empathy between her and those to whom Christ eventually would give her at the cross when he says son behold thy mother he gives the Blessed Mother to all of us and gives us to, the, to her and this is preparation for that and likewise we are called to seek God in the Blessed Sacrament of the altar in the temple because that's what that is and likewise to seek him sorrowing for our sinfulness and so to seek confession and in this last mystery is the rest of our spiritual life. We have received baptism, we have ascended to God. We have been cleansed of our sins, we have leapt for joy. We have beheld him in the manger and consumed him in the blessed in the sacrament of the altar, in the Holy Eucharist. We have sought fullness of membership in the Holy Church in our confirmation and now we are called to seek him to always seek him that we will find him again and again and again in the temple in the blessed sacrament of the altar we may seek him sorrowing and rejoice when we find him for we know that he is about his father's business and my prayer today following on this is that upon this reflection when we think about these things we will take the sacraments more deeply to heart and that we too will spend our lives about our father's business in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost amen